There certainly is nothing better than football, especially NFL football, on Christmas Day. You're in the doghouse. Merry Christmas, everybody. It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, Christmas Day edition. There is a two-game slate. We have Cleveland at Green Bay and Indianapolis at Arizona for the late game. How's everybody doing? You get all your presents done up. You get your coffee drank. You have a little bit of liquor in there. I don't blame you. I do not blame you. Christmas is not one of my favorite holidays of the year. Uh, not because I hate specifically hate Christmas. It's just for the fact that there's just so much shit to get done. Uh, this week, yeah, there was a ton of shit just going on, uh, with COVID in week 15, you know, push the slate back, uh, for week 16. So I wasn't able to get a lot of data entry into the spreadsheet until, you know, pretty much Wednesday, uh, was able to get the Thursday and Saturday slates out, which was good. Um, as far as week 16, you know, the main slate was concerned. I got, I got it done at midnight last night. Um, so I was up till then, and then I was going to get up at five o'clock this morning and start working on the main slate. And that just did not happen. My body is completely fucking shot for the week. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. A lot of stuff with COVID, uh, for the main slate, but today, or at least right now, I should say, for this podcast specifically. I'm going to split it up. This one's going to be the Saturday-only one, uh, so I can get it out right away for everyone. There's not going to be a write-up on here, so we're going to have to uh, spend a little time, go through here, um, and then I'll record the main slate one right after I get done with this one, uh, just to make sure you know everybody's set. Hopefully you have your uh, spots on FanDuel, Yahoo, uh, DraftKings. Hopefully you have your spots reserved. <clears throat> Get it in there. And, uh, yeah. So um, I do have to actually pop on here. I got to go. I didn't even pop up the injury report because I kind of want to go through um, the NFL injury stuff, you know, concerns for today. Everything for tomorrow is going to be updated. Uh, in terms of COVID, there's some guys that may return um, off the COVID list today, so we'll have to pay attention to that. But let's get into it. Cleveland at Green Bay, 4.30 p.m. Eastern today. Green Bay opened as a seven-point favorite. 44.5 was the over-under. Currently now, Green Bay is now a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Ugh, terrible little hook in there. Should have got it when it was seven. Uh, 46 and a half is the over under here. I do like the Packers in the spot over Cleveland, uh, but Cleveland does get some guys back from COVID, uh, all that type of deals. Uh, so, but we need to see what's going on with the, 
injury report here. Uh, so we'll, I'll just go through it <clears throat> real quick. Uh, this is through ESPN and their injury uh, reporting here. Uh, Case Keenum, quarterback questionable, uh, still has not. Uh, he did clear COVID pro, pro, uh, protocols, my bad. Uh, so I actually did take him off questionable on the report. Jordan Elliott, D-tackle, is out. He's on COVID. Chase McLaughlin, this is the big one, the place kicker, is out. He tested positive yesterday. Um, so there is going to be kicker. They only had one kicker on the practice squad. This is going to be a big deal for uh, DK on your showdown slates. Not so much on FanDuel. They do not have him in there uh, unless they re revised it this morning which they generally don't uh so it's going to be chris nagger n-a-g-g-a-r nagger okay nagger not the other one okay you racist sons of bitches um he should be he's supposed to be the cleveland browns kicker um whether or not they have any trust in that that could play a huge part in whether or not they're going to go for field goals or whether or not they're going to keep going on fourth down. They are expected to lose this game, so it would not surprise me if they kind of tried to keep the pedal on the metal, you know what I mean, and go for those touchdowns or at least get the field goal you know, a lot closer. So uh, J.C. Treader, their center, is out. He's on COVID reserve. That happened two days ago. Malik Jackson, D-tackle, questionable. Uh, with a knee, Miles Garrett questionable with a groin, but uh, he's, he's expected to play. John Johnson, the third safety, he is out. Uh, he's been ruled out with a hamstring. Troy Hill, cornerback, he was their slot corner. He's out with a knee injury. Kareem Hunt, uh, still on COVID reserve. Uh, they're expecting him to not be available. On Saturday, he's on COVID reserve, even with that high ankle sprain. Greg Newsom, the second cornerback, he's going to be out. He was placed in COVID reserve uh, Wednesday, I believe it was. Uh, Takaris McKinley, defensive end, he went on uh, injured reserve. Uh, they have him listed as with a torn Achilles. I thought I saw ACL on that, but uh, either way, he's not playing. That happened in Monday's game. Uh, Jadavion Clowney is out, will not be activated off the COVID li uh, reserve list, uh, at least for Monday. He might be activated, actually, for this game. I don't know if he's vaccinated or not, so pay attention to that. Uh, Mac Wilson, linebacker, he is out, was not reinstated from COVID for Monday's game. He could be back. Ronnie Harrison, safety, out. Uh, same deal, COVID reserve. Malik McDowell, D-tackle, out, was not activated on Monday for COVID reserve. Uh, Jedrick Willis, uh, same deal. COVID, offensive tackle. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be one of the bigger things for Nick Chubb. They're going to want him available uh, in this game. So, like I said, you got to kind of pay attention. You got to kind of pay attention to all these. Um, I'll be in the daily ambush chat. Everybody in there is going to know. Uh, maybe if I find the inactive report or the list. Uh, today I'll put it out on Twitter. Uh, Tony Fields, uh, Tony Fields, the second linebacker. He's out. He went on COVID reserve, and that looks to be about it for them. Green Bay side. So really paying attention to a lot of those defensive guys. 
Um, not so much the offensive ones. They can make do without Jedrick Wills at the left tackle spot, but uh, it's better for them to actually get on there. Uh, ch- uh, Green Bay side, Chauncey Rivers, linebacker, not a big deal, went on COVID reserve. Uh, Ty Summers, linebacker, went on injured reserve on Friday. Uh, that's a special teams guy, so their special teams is going to get even worse. Uh, backup wide receiver Malik Taylor, uh, went on injured reserve on Friday. Dominique Daphne, tight end, he is questionable for this game. Uh, not going to be that big of a deal whether or not he's available or not. Uh, Billy Turner, guard, he is out uh, with a knee uh, against the Browns. He hurt, hurt that on Sunday. Uh, or la- They play on Saturday or something. No, they played on Sunday. What am I thinking? Duh, played him in the main lineup. Uh, David Bakhtiari is not going to be back for this game. I pretty much figured that. They're not going to start David Bakhtiari back in there until they are good and ready right now. As long as they keep winning, they're not going to have him back until the playoffs, and it wouldn't make any sense to bring him back. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, he is out. He went on COVID reserve on Tuesday. Uh, Not expected to be back for this game. Jair Alexander, cornerback, uh, still on uh, injured reserve, expected to return, um, but he's not going to return for this game against the Browns. I would expect them to kind of get Jair back uh, maybe like the last week of the season, maybe just get him out there, kind of get him a little bit of game action. Uh, Same with Zadarius Smith. Um, If they're able to get him back this next week, he has been on injured reserve with his back. Uh, would expect him to be back at some point, just not this week. So let's take a look here. Um, <clears throat> we'll run it by position by position. Baker Mayfield is back. Um, showdown slate. Let's let's handle everything by sh- should we handle it by showdown slate? Ooh, ooh, that's gonna be the big question. Uh, Baker Mayfield showdown slate. 14500 uh understand DraftKings prices are without the MVPs, uh, FanDuel prices, and Yahoo prices. They're just regular. They don't go up in price, uh, put into an MVP spot. So DraftKings prices that I give you, if you do put them in the MVP uh, captain spot, uh, that price is going to be one and a half times the price that I give you. Okay. So Baker Mayfield, fourteen thousand five hundred, good. Twenty one on Yahoo, ninety six hundred on DraftKings, good for fourth, fifth, and fifth. Packers nineteenth in DVOA versus the pass. That has gone up considerably from last week because of what Tyler Huntley did. Uh, But so be careful with this. The previous five weeks they were eighth, twelfth, ninth, tenth, and thirteenth. So it was a big jump. Uh, I've said it before. They have the defense does have problems with run uh, quarterbacks that can run. Uh, that is not Baker Mayfield. Uh, so they went up in DVP break. They actually went up to twenty fifth um, from ninth, nineteen point three on FanDuel, twenty point two on DraftKings. So that those numbers get really really tight in there. Uh, the previous five weeks though, we're looking at seventh, eighth, 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 and ninth. Okay, so that's. Points for the quarterback position. Would not expect that out of Baker Mayfield. They've actually kept everybody pretty much under uh, 20. Um, I believe it was like 17, 16 points over there. 
Uh, let's see. So his price over on the two game slate, uh, 6,700, 21 and 5,300. Good for fourth, fifth and fourth. Uh, probably going to go ahead and pass on Baker Mayfield. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the clear cut winner, uh, on both slates, uh, outside of maybe Kyler Murray. So I'm not going to probably run Baker Mayfield. I'm going to focus more on the on the running backs, maybe a couple of the passing targets here. So we go back to the showdown. You got Nick Chubb. That's the only running back that you would even want to consider on this slate. I think if Kareem Hunt is activated and he is playing, I think he's going to play more of an emergency role with that high ankle. So Nick Chubb would be the guy. 15,527 and 10,400. Good for second, third, and third. Remember, on Showdown, it, everything is ranked just positions as a whole. You know, every single person on the slate, that's how it's ranked. The two-game slate, that's going to be done by by position. So if the number's lower obviously on the two-game slate, obviously um, they're way better of a value. But Packers, 25th, and rush defense DVOA, 24th versus the running back in the passing game. Uh, seventh in points allowed, though. Uh, showdown, you're looking for pure points and whether or not, you know, the higher price guys are actually worth installing into your lineup. Um, are they going to be able to return enough value uh, versus because you're going to have to try and find value to fit everything in there. So, but the the Green Bay Packers are seventh in DVOA versus running or DVOA points against uh, with the running backs. 18.4 on FanDuel and 20.9 on DK. That's been pretty stable. It's actually it went down last week because of the Baltimore game, but uh, so the last five weeks you're looking at 11th, 13th, 13th, 10th, and 7th. So they've been pretty good. Uh, they're getting their big big guy uh, back in the middle and Jenkins. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, especially if they don't have their full complement of offensive linemen. Not saying that he cannot get it done and and produce um but like i said you kind of have to look at a points per dollar when you're doing your showdown two game slate 7600 27 and 7200 good for second third and second uh it's not a bad price though for the running back over there on the two game slate so maybe on the two game slate i don't know in showdown if i really want to put in um on Nick Chubb, but it's all going to depend upon how you're building your lineup. I don't think he's going to belong in the MVP, though. That's my big thing. All right, so now we look at the wide receivers for Cleveland. The We'll start with the defensive statistics here first. Um, Packers are 8th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 1, 12th versus the wide receiver 2, and 2nd versus the wide receiver plus. That would be Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jarvis Landry, who is back, and Rashad Higgins would be the wide receiver plus or the wide receiver three. Points allowed to the position, the Green Bay Packers are 16th in points allowed to the position, 28 on FanDuel, 34.6 on DK. This has gone down uh, after a steady five-week rise, 5th. 9th, 16th, 17th, and 21st. So to go from 21st to 16th, that's kind of a big drop. Again, with the Baltimore Ravens. So there is a wide receiver in here somewhere that we can trust. Um, is it Donovan Peoples-Jones? Showdown prices, 11000 16 and 5400 Good for 10th, 
12th and 14th. Is it Jarvis Landry at the wide receiver two position? 11,500, 14, and 7,400. Good for 9th, 15th, and 7th. Or is it Rashad Higgins? 6,500, 10, and 1,200. Good for 23, 21, and 28. What I'm going to tell you here, I do kind of like Donovan Peoples-Jones a little bit. It, face it, he'll be mostly facing Rasul Douglas on the outside, but at times could see Eric Stokes, who we've talked about that one before. Eric Stokes is a very, very good corner. He does have a tendency to get beat deep by faster wide receivers. So don't, don't, do not not consider Donovan Peoples-Jones He's just not my favorite wide receiver from Cleveland, okay? My favorite wide receiver is going to be Jarvis Landry in the slot when they go three wide and when he's on the outside versus Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas. Yes, he's coming off COVID-19, so I'm not going to play him in every single lineup, but if you're running a single game, if you're running one lineup, I think you have to definitely consider Jarvis Landry. Uh, we'll be facing Chandon Sullivan in the slot. We do know that uh, Baker Mayfield tends to lean on Jarvis Landry quite a bit. Um, doesn't have the full strength in his shoulder. Can get it down there at times, but you know he's not going to throw it deep on every ball. Uh, so Jarvis Landry, I would write him down as your one of your main guys that you want to consider. He's very cheap. Um, 7400 over on DK, that's a very, very good price for what could be the top option uh, at wide receiver outside of MVS, or uh, my bad, Devontae Adams when you're doing the showdown slate. Um, we take a look at the pricing for all three over on the two-game slate here. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 5800 16, and 4200 good for 7th, 6th, and ninth. That $4,200 price is very intriguing on DK for the two-game slate. Very intriguing. Um, I don't even mind so much that $5,800, but it's still a little bit pricey. Um, but probably not for the totality of what what players are available at the wide receiver position. Uh, Jarvis Landry, $6,600, 14 and 5100 good for third, seventh, and fourth. Still very good value. Uh, Jarvis Landry, that's... Probably a lock in on two game. Uh, Higgins, 4,810 and 3,000. Good for 15th, 11th, and 15th. I'm not that high on Rashad Higgins. Uh, he's not a guy that Baker tends to look at uh, when Jarvis Landry is on the field. At tight end, we got the mismatch, just the mishmash, you know, back here. You got Austin Hooper. He's back off COVID. David Njoku. Uh, still going, got screwed out of that touchdown. I mean, it's his fault with the with the heel, um, but definitely, definitely, man, just really got fucking hosed. And then Harrison Bryant ended up with the touchdown uh, this last week. The Packers are 27th in DVOA versus tight end, 19th in points allowed to the tight end position. Uh, that has gone way up. Um, they get beat by very athletic tight ends. Mark Andrews had himself a game last weekend against these guys but uh the previous five five weeks 18th 14th 12th 12th and 11th but they haven't really fa- they hadn't really faced a tight end of mark andrews ilk 
we look at the tight end positions here. You got Austin Hooper coming off COVID on the showdown slate. 10,500. I don't know why he's that much. Um, 11th and 5,000. Good for 11th, 19th, and 16. Uh, David Njoku, 10,000, 13, and 4,600. Good for 12th, 17th, and 18th. And then Harrison Bryant, 7,010 and 1,800. Good for 21st, 21st, and 27th. Um, I'm going to probably take a look at going back to the well, um, especially if you're thinking about doing Baker Mayfield in some type of a GPP lineup um, on either two-game or on showdown. Uh, if you use Baker Mayfield, I think you have to consider maybe going back to the well on David Njoku. I think with Austin Hooper coming back, there's going to be a lot of people off of Njoku. Njoku is a very, very large tight end, uh, very fast, very athletic. He is very Mark Andrews-esque. So I think we can consider it. Consider David Njoku. Remember, showdown slate, you pretty much use anybody you want. Uh, Two-game slate, you can always use two tight ends, especially if you're not going to go you know, use – you know, more than two running backs. I probably on this slate, I'm not considering using more than two running backs. So um, definitely consider the two tight ends on the two game slate. Uh, let's take a look at their pricing over on the two game slate as it is. Uh, Austin Hooper, 5,300, 11, and 3,600. Good for second, third, and second. Injoku, 5,200, 13, 3,100. Good for third, second, and third. Harrison Bryant, 4,500. 10 and 2,500 good for 7th, 4th, and 7th. Like I said, David Njoku, I think, is a very good pivot off of Austin Hooper. Um, If you have any thought that Baker Mayfield, you know, he's not going to match Aaron Rodgers' output, but will allow you enough salary savings to... Fit the players that you really, really want. Uh, Cleveland's going to be playing from behind, so he's going to have to throw, um, you know, two, and then either um, a full a full stack of Browns instead of going with Chubb. You go with Baker Mayfield, pivot off of that one, and go Mayfield's going to get it done with, like, say Landry or Donovan Peoples Jones uh, with, say, a David Njoku. I think you can consider that. Um, I'm probably, honestly, I'm going to go probably almost full Aaron Rodgers, uh, except on the two game slate, maybe I'm going to go towards Kyler Murray side or, um, do a complete pivot over to Carson Wentz, but we'll have to just take a look in there. Kicker just for showdown slate only. I'm going to stay away. Packers are fourth, um, in points allowed to the opponent's kicker at 5.71. Um, I just, you know, on DK, they didn't price uh, the backup lower. They left it as the same price as Chase McLaughlin, so I'm just not going to go there. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to go full stupid, you could consider Cleveland Browns defense uh, at eleven dollars over on over on Yahoo. Uh, 3,200 over on DK. That's good for 19th and 24th as an overall. Uh, as far as the two-game slate is concerned, they're going to be the lowest-priced defense on the slate. 
3,300, 11, and 2,500. Good for fourth, fourth, and fourth. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the guy that gets the turnovers, but we have seen the Packers' special teams fail. So what you are hoping for is really um, that they can get the job done against the uh, Packers special team unit, uh, take advantage of any potential turnovers back there, which they have. Uh, but overall, the Packers are still third in points allowed to opponents' defenses at 3.93 per game. Going to the Green Bay Packers side, of course, the top the top price guy is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Sixteen uh, for the showdown slate, sixteen thousand five hundred thirty four and eleven thousand. Good for first, first and what? Only second. Only second. Kyler Murray's the highest price on the two game slate, huh? Oh no. Oh no, no. That's because they made who did they make number one? Oh, Deva- is it Devontae Adams? Oh, it was Devontae Adams on a show game slate. Nice, nice. Let's take a look at what his pricing is actually on the over here. So on the two game slate, I didn't. Come on, uh, eighty three hundred thirty four and seventy four hundred. Good for second, second and first. So still not bad pricing though on him, especially on FanDuel and Yahoo. DK even at seventy four hundred, it's not unreasonable. Um. Cleveland is eighth in pass defense DVOA. They are fifth in points allowed to the quarterback position at 16.2 and 16.6. Let's see if there's any teams that have had some success against them with the quarterback. Oh, goodness. New England. New England. Uh, Not really. Arizona did. Chargers did. Kansas City did. So the high-powered offense, the more high-powered offenses are the ones that give them fits, especially if they're going to have any of these COVID issues. So Aaron Rodgers, definitely a consideration. You may see some people take a look at the numbers, and then that's why they're going to Kyler Murray is because they just don't believe in Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is tied with Brett Favre for his passing touchdown mark in the overall. So, And they talked about it in length this week. Devontae Adams, him and Devontae Adams, the connection, the touchdown connection between him and Adams, they are currently tied with uh, the Rodgers to Jordy Nelson uh, connection. So they're going to be looking for that one. Um, And we'll get to Devontae Adams in a minute. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, definitely consider. Uh, Might be a little bit too high priced, though. Let's see. Eh, 11,000 is doable. That 16,500 price. On FanDuel, that is a lot. That is a lot for a quarterback. So, mm, going to have to have him, though, I think. I don't know. We look at the running. Well, let's take a look. Running backs, Cleveland 24th in DVOA rush defense, second versus running backs in the passing game. Okay. Ninth in points allowed to the running back position, 17.9 on FanDuel, 20.2 on DK. Uh, over the last five weeks, fourth, fourth, third, ninth, and ninth. So to get up into that ninth spot, they had to have taken a big hit in there. Uh, would have been Baltimore. Would have been Baltimore. Baltimore did it to them. Um, Josh Jacobs actually didn't look too bad, but they're 
they kept that game close, but I mean, Vegas just doesn't use Josh Jacobs. In my opinion, doesn't use Josh Jacobs correctly. Um, so it really kills him off. But so we look at the running back position. Twelve thousand. Uh, Aaron Jones. This is the showdown prices first. Aaron Jones, twelve thousand five hundred twenty-six and ten thousand. Good for fifth, fourth, and fourth. AJ Dillon, twelve thousand nineteen and forty-four hundred. Good for sixth, tenth, and nineteenth. 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 Remember that. Patrick Taylor, we're not worried about here. Uh, two game slate. Let's see here. Seventy for Aaron Jones. Seventy three hundred twenty six and sixty eight hundred. Good for third, fourth, and third. Uh, AJ Dillon sixty two hundred nineteen and fifty six hundred. Good for sixth, fifth, and fifth. Aaron Jones is getting a lot of production in the a lot of his production in the passing game. Although he only got two targets last week, but he got three the week before. Um, He's gotten two of his three touchdowns over the last two weeks through the passing game. Um, He was five for 35 and a touchdown against Chicago. Against Baltimore, he was 13 for 58. A.J. Dillon, though, got his touchdown last week. At the goal line, seven attempts for 22 yards and a touchdown. So I'm seriously, if you're considering um, kind of a pivot option at the running back position, especially on, God, man, that 5,600 on DK, that's looking delicious. That's looking really, really good. Um, that 4,400, though, over on DK for a showdown slate, that's fucking dumb. That's your that's your value guy right there uh, for the showdown slate. So consider AJ Dillon, uh, no matter uh, how many Packers you have in that lineup. So moving on to wide receivers. So Cleveland is thirty second in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, second versus the wide receiver two, and 29th in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus. Uh, they are only six in points allowed to the position as a whole, though. 25.2 on FanDuel, 31.9 on DK. Now, Pro Football Focus put Denzel Ward on. Um, they originally had uh, Jawan Winfrey uh, listed as the wide receiver three. I moved that up to an equi- to Equinamia St. Brown um, because we are not going to have MVS. We don't have Randall Cobb. Malik Taylor is out. So here's your wide receiver crew. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Equinamia St. Brown, Amari Rogers, and Juwan Winfrey. Winfrey's going to get targets before Amari Rogers does, so you can kind of switch that up. But Equinamius is going to get the start as the third wide receiver. So it's going to be Adams on one side, Equinamius on the other, with a little bit of Juwan Winfrey in there. And then you're going to see Alan Lazard in the slot a lot. Um I don't hate Alan Lazard, even against MJ Stewart in the slot. Greedy Williams will be... I put Greedy Williams on Equinamia St. Brown. Uh, Greedy has actually played very, very well. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, they didn't have... Not putting Denzel Ward, their top corner on Devontae Adams, just seems stupid to me, plus playing on the wrong side. Um Pro Football Focus really kind of fucked up a lot of stuff. It's like they took off for the 
you know, the Christmas break, uh, and didn't switch anything out. So that's what was taking a lot of time was trying to reconfigure these matchups. Um, Devonte Adams, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, is one guy that you have to consider. Fifteen thousand thirty-two and twelve thousand four hundred good for third, second, and first on the showdown slate. Alan Lazard, ninety-five hundred, fourteen and fifty-two hundred good for thirteenth, fifteenth, and fifteenth. Equinamia St. Brown, six thousand ten and two hundred good for twenty-fifth, twenty-first, and thirty-first. Um, and then Juwan Winfrey, 5,010 and 200, good for 30th, 21st, and 31st. If you're n- you can use Devontae Adams, I have no problems with it whatsoever. Um, if you're looking for the low end guy, I, in my opinion, Equinamia St. Brown, especially over on DK, um, at that 200, you're spending nothing on him. Uh, you can use him also as a uh, value saver over on Yahoo. 6,000 is a little bit high, though, for um, what he's been producing. You'd like to see that down at the 5,000, even 5,500. Uh, but I don't hate it. Uh, let's see what they're priced at over here on the two game slate. So you got Alan Lazard, 5,200, 14, 4,100, good for 10th, 7th, and 10th. Equinamia St. Brown, 4,700, 10, and 3,000, good for 17th, 11th, and 15th. So bare minimum and just 200 bucks above minimum. See, that those are better. All those prices on the two-game slate are way better um, altogether, but FanDuel's got way better on the two-game slate than it did on the showdown. Uh, and then Jawan Winfrey, 4,500, 10, and 3,000. He's bare minimum all the way across, 23, 11, and 15. Um, I don't hate Jawan Winfrey. I think it's a little too cute. Um, to me, it would be Equinamia St. Brown uh, is the guy that I would use. I would pay down for him. Uh, Alan Lazard if you're doing a pairing in there. Um, but I'm kind of going in a different direction uh, for this one. Whether or not you want to follow with me or not, that's fine. I get it. I understand. But we're looking at the tight end position. Now, Cleveland is 7th in DVOA versus tight end. 10th in points allowed to the tight end position at 9 and 11.4. Uh, they have last five weeks, 10, 11, 11, 12, and 10, so they've been pretty stable there. Uh, Josiah DeGuerra has really stepped up his game and become uh, kind of a focal point, or not not a real big focal point, but one that you have to consider um, at the tight end position. So showdown slate, 7,500, 10, and 2,400. Good for 19th, 21st, and 26th. One guy that I want you to really, really pay attention to and consider for a pivot, I love Deguera. But we're looking at the big dog, Mercedes Lewis. 7,000, 10, and 400. Good for 21st, 21st, and 30th. Uh, I'll give you the two game slate and then uh, prices for here real quick. And then uh, we're going to go to the target sheet. Uh, so Deguera in the two game is 4,600, 10, and 2,800. Good for six, fourth, and fourth. Okay, $10 on Yahoo is the bare minimum, so it is what it is. Mercedes Lewis, 4,400, 10, 2,600. Good for eighth, fourth, and sixth. So he's going to be you know, pretty much like the lowest tight end uh, priced out there. So here, here's the thing. Here's for the last three weeks, okay? Here's your target receptions. So Josiah DeGuerra, 
four targets, two receptions, 13 yards, three targets, three receptions, 44 yards, five targets, three receptions, 16 yards. Mercedes Lewis had one game, no stats, so we'll pass on that one. Three targets, two receptions, four yards, four targets, four receptions, 51 yards. Three targets, three receptions, 40 yards. All three of those games where he has accumulated the stats, so the last three weeks, all those, he's had red zone looks or an end zone look. That one, three targets, two receptions, four-yard game, back in week 12, they didn't give him his touchdown. I'm telling you, they are trying to get Mercedes Lewis his first touchdown of the year. Will it happen on Christmas? I don't know. But I'm inserting Mercedes Lewis in all my lineups because I'm expecting it. Whether or not you want to believe it or not, that's all completely up to you. But showdown slate, definitely a value. Two-game slate, he is definitely a value. And he's going to help you fit in a lot of stuff in your lineups, especially if you're paying up at other positions. Mercedes Lewis as a as even just a value just a value guy off of the wide receivers, I'm telling you he will pay off. He will pay off. Uh showdown slate, you can definitely consider Mason Crosby 9000 on FanDuel, 4200 over on DK, good for 14th and 20th on the two game slate. Oh yeah, that's right. We don't do kickers on two game slates. Uh Packers defense, the Cleveland Browns uh, are 28th in points allowed to opponents' defenses. Opposing teams' defenses, 8.79 the last five weeks. 24th, 28th, 28th, 29th, and 28th. Showdown slates, you can use them on Yahoo. You can use them on DK. $16 over on Yahoo. 4800 over on DK. Good for 12th and 17th. So 17th, woo, good price. Good price on that defense. Um on the two-game slate, they're the highest or at least the second-highest-priced defense at 4716 and 3000 more doable, uh, first, second, and first. On Yahoo, your defenses for most of your main slates, if you look at about 20 bucks, that's your highest-priced defense usually. Uh, and then you're looking at, for value, you're looking anywhere closer to 10 so 13 and lower. That's kind of the ones that you want to consider. Um, so, yes, I am going to go ahead and consider the Green Bay Packers defense, especially considering the fact that they're almost near full strength. So, and who knows? I mean, dude, Rasul Douglas has been getting a fucking job done uh, this season for the Green Bay Packers. He was one, one hell of a pickup. 